Hey, what's up, y'all? Before we get started with the show, we're going to talk with some sponsors. We are here with Queer Global. So, hey, how are y'all doing? Introduce yourself. Great. Thank you. I am Darcy Holmberg. Doing well. I'm Deacon O'Connor. So, we were introduced to Queer Global because you all sponsored our very first live show last year during Pride Month in New York. We had a wonderful time, and so we're quite familiar, but the listeners may not be, so tell them about the company. Queer Global, we are a new organization. We are a website that's based on finding and making sure that we have a list of um, a dedicated community, uh, and we are connecting marginalized people within the LGBTQ plus community. Essentially, we just realized that there was no space for people to find all the resources that they needed when they were people of color, when they were differently abled individuals, and we're bringing together all of the possible resources that we can find to a single website so that people can find all the things they need to thrive in this community as a marginalized person. Okay. Is there a specific focus now? Our main focus right now is on developing our online platform. We want it to be adaptive and constantly be updated with fresh resources and instead of dead links. Uh, well, honey, that sounds like a position opening <laughs> or something. Y'all got some positions? Yes, we do. Well, all right. So tell me, what are you looking for? Right now, we're looking for a social media coordinator. Um, the most important thing that we want people to know is that there is not a formal education requirement to take this job. You do not have to have a college degree. It's a skill-based and a fit-based position. Perfect. So what does the position require as far as time and responsibility? Right now, we're looking for someone who can dedicate about 10 hours a week. Um, the responsibilities include analyzing content, if they have experience with SEO, Google Words, web content management. Um, we want to create infographics, social assets and templates for our organization and then begin you know establishing our look and our feel for the site is there going to be some type of training that they go through uh we, we would be having weekly and then monthly check-ins with uh the candidate who we think is correct for this and essentially that would be the training process as we kind of work together with them to build our online presence and really the only major um thing that we're needing for somebody is a passion for communication with the community and a decent amount of savvy for just navigating social media and creating um, a really branded voice that fits with what we're mm. going for. Okay, so that sounds awesome. So how can our listeners here at Marsha's Plate connect with Queer Global if they're looking for a job? They can reach out to us at social media at queerglobal.com. So I will put that information down in the bottom so you can check it out if you're interested in the position. Hit them up. I want to thank you for sponsoring this episode, Queer Global, and for being longtime supporters. Now, let's get back to the show. Cue the theme music. Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boys out here, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell <no>. Welcome, <laughs> Welcome to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be 
join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Play. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So let's get started. On the drive back from the protest, my throat was like giving a one-two and I had to remember, I was like, okay, but you was screaming and yelling and shit, so. You know, right. when you're around people, you be thinking like, girl, I don't know what she's giving. Did she sneak up on me? <laughs> right, did Corona say, hey, bitch, you thought you was, honey. Honey, honey thought you was protesting for the Negroes, baby, and here I am, Auntie Rona. Hi, bitch. Play the day. <laughs> 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 I sure did. I, I forgot that I put my air down. And I woke up like, oh, because it was Friday. And I woke up like, hey, I'm like, why am I sniffling in the middle of fucking hot ass fucking May? <laughs> I was like, I should not be sniffling. I was like, yes. let me check my temperature. Did Ronnie <laughs> get me? Oh, did she, Lord. <laughs> did she think about me, all? Baby, listen. Yes. Uh, so yes, I did. I that was kind of strange, and then because Were you, it was, um, they was like actually rioting and stuff, right? Yes, Friday they yeah. were burning cars and yeah. shit and breaking windows. No, it wasn't. Oh, like no, it, okay, so yeah, it wasn't given that, but they were, okay, so. All right, so let's, let's introduce what we're talking about. Okay. So, if, unless you're stuck under a rock, you know that all around the country, globe, really, some of the cities in other countries and you know continents are mm-hmm. protesting in, are protesting in solidarity with us. Um, but all around the country, there are protests going on. So, of course, us being activist people, we went down there. Um, you know, broke our social distancing, broke our quarantine, stay in place to go down there and, um, you know, participate. We actually didn't go on the same days. I went on Friday and mm-hmm. Mia and Z went, what was it? Yesterday. On Tuesday. Yes. Yeah, Tuesday. So I went on Friday. So we had a much different experience. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. It looked different. It was way more people within y'all than with us. It was a lot of people with us too, but y'all seemed like the whole city came out. <laughs> like it, like everybody got on the bandwagon. But when when I went on Friday, it was a lot of people, but they was mad. Y'all seemed like y'all had the nice protesters. <laughs> Yeah, yeah we did. When people we was did. throwing stuff at the police and stuff, everybody was like, chill out, chill out. This supposed to be peaceful. Yeah, but this nigga was about to throw something, too. No, I was, was throw something. 
I was going to throw a water bottle at this drone. Because I was, oh, okay. cause you know I me, mean, I'm like, I'd be, I'd be like, I don't know. Are they scanning our faces and stuff? Like, bitch, where is the Oh, y'all saw drones and shit? Yeah, but the drone. Oh, we didn't have no drone. But like, when I put my poster up to it, it would like, it zoomed off. Mm. So I'm like, oh, you bitches are trying to, I don't know what you girls are giving, but it's giving too much. Uh, inspector gadgeties. So it, for us, it was on Friday. It was they were breaking windows and blo- um, setting cop cars on fire. So uh, for us, it was high stakes. <laughs> it was witchy. Right. Yeah, it was. They were arguing and fighting and pushing and spraying people. It was different on Friday. Then what I look when I saw the video of people like when Jessica Jessica was seemed like she was doing a photo shoot on her pictures. <laughs> 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 she was doing a video thing. It was nothing like that on Friday. Friday was kind of <laughs> motherfuckers mad and it was anger. It wasn't no mother- They were um trampling people with horses. Oh. Right, it wasn't like the way I y'all y'all yes y'all was oh y'all had peaceful <laughs> y'all had it wasn't peaceful it, the beginning oh. was but the ending of it wasn't oh okay that's what Ashley said it got extra towards the end yes and I hit it because one okay so when we first got out there I thought that first of all my pussy was almost on fire because I thought I had missed it. Because it's, it's, listen, I, I just been at, at the past couple of days, I had been at home, and then I had talked to you, and you had went to it, but, and I didn't want to go because a bitch don't like to be unprepared, and I, I just, I, I was in that, one of those type of in the moment things, and I was like, I'm not sure if I'm ready for it, but baby, I You're talking I just, about Friday. Friday, when yes. I, when I heard- Baby, me call me, child. I didn't plan for nobody to go with me. I had already uh, had my, um, my bag, and you know, I have my mace, I have my keys, I'm in comfortable clothes, I got my tennis shoes on, shit that I got my um, milk of magnesia, because if you, if, if you get sprayed with like pepper spray or something, you need to have like water and milk of magnesia, because that anti-acid stops that shit from burning your eyes. I thought the water made it worse. With milk of magnesia, put it, mix it together, and so okay. it when you mix, mix like any kind of anti-acid, like milk of magnesia, Pepto, is it Pepto Bismol? I don't know any kind of like acid um, neutralizer. Mix that one part water, one part that, and if you pour it in your eyes, it'll stop that kind of acid that um, that um, pepper spray or shit like that does to your eyes. That makes some shit. So. Pro tip. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's one thing. So I had my milk and magnesia and my water and shit. I had clear water for drinking. So if you get hot and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a fat girl. So, honey, I, I just with mask on my face. Girl, I'm hot. This is my leg. So I made sure that I wore something that was not naked like that. Because you ain't, you shouldn't be sexy. <laughs> but. Right. With, where I'm, where I'm comfortable, where I'm comfortable, and so mm-hmm. when I went down there, it was already popping off. I, the the sun was down, motherfuckers was breaking shit. The the horses was wearing people out. They were already spraying. 
it was late. It was it was no one when I got down there. It was no peace at all. It was no justice, no peace. <laughs> That's what they were. It was the crunk time. Hey, everybody's a twirl. So I thought I was gonna go back out there Saturday, but the way my body is set up and the way that heat and that mass was set up. <laughs> I was like, you know, girl, you knocking on 40. Let's go ahead and accept it. Let's go ahead and accept that tea and keep your motherfucking ass at home because, yeah, you been out there on Friday and, you know, whatever. I made sure I didn't bring no phones. I made sure I didn't bring none of that bullshit because if shit go down, I want y'all to have my phone. There he is. I'm going to be incognito. And so... Mia called me, I guess, on the way. Oh, I don't know. I was either on the way out or... You something. was at the store. I was at the store getting some water, getting a, a water. And Mia says, well, let me call Z or something. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking about preparing to go down there. And so when Mia first called, she's like, well, let me call Z and see what he thinks. Or I can't remember what she said about oh, the protest. I said, I said, are you going to the protest? Well, I said, did you go to the protest today? He's like, yeah, I'm actually about to head out right now. So right. I was like, oh, I'm going to come too. And you was like, are you scared? And I was, and I was like, um, let me call Z. I'm going to talk to some people and then I'm going to call you right back. And then I talked to Z, I talked to some other people and then I called you right back. And I was like, I really want to come, but the I'm scared of Corona. What about Corona? And <laughs> and, and so she's was- giving me all this extra. What Mia is talking to me like I asked her to go. Like I'm like right. Mia, like she's talking to me like I said, Mia. I really need you to go down here to this protest with me. When none of that happened, I was going by myself, did not expect her to go, did not expect her to call. And so she's like, Diamond, I really want to go down there, but I just, and so it's almost like she's trying to weasel her way out of go. This is how she's talking. Like I, like she committed to going down here with me when none of this happened. Like I asked her, so I'm sitting here, I'm in the store. And I'm picking out my water. And at first, I was kind of zoning Mia out because I thought she was just talking, being Mia, just being sweet. And so, but then she's she gets into this stage where, wait, Mia is trying to weasel out of going to this protest with me <laughs> and making all these, like, I want to go, but I'm not prepared. Do you have weapons? Do I don't know. I, Listen. I'm like, Mia, I did not ask you to go. <laughs> Say y'all at home. My thought process was like, that's my gay mom. And if somebody come for her and and try to wear her out, and bitch, I'm not there to, to, to wear them out, I'm going to be furious. That's all I kept thinking. <laughs> That's all I kept thinking was like, bitch, I, I can't, like, I cannot have you go out there by yourself. That's all I kept thinking was like, I understand that you a, you're a boss ass bitch. You don't give a fuck <laughs> it. Bitch, you'll pop a hole in a minute. I get it. But you've been there for me so much. <laughs> so much. So much. So I, I just, I felt so obligated. And I felt bad that I couldn't come. And so that's why I would explain it to you. I was like, well, you know, I was, I was trying to get you to understand. You was like, bitch, first of all, 
you you invited yourself. <laughs> yeah, I was like, girl, I didn't tell you to go. Why are you giving me the office, girl? Stay your ass home. <laughs> I'm cool. <laughs> and so the next day, I was like, I was really thinking about that. I was like, man, I, I felt like I was a pussy ass bitch. Like I, just, I felt, I, and and just leading up to that, before I, I before I had talked to you, I had talked to Didi, and Didi was like, I'm gonna let you know when the next protest is. And so I was calling you because I knew you had went to the protest to make sure you had made it home. And then you was like, I'm going to the protest. <laughs> so that was my opportunity. And a bitch got scared because I wasn't prepared. <laughs> so I was like, I was feeling bad. I was like, damn, bitch, you could that was your that was your opportunity to and you and you paid the dust. <laughs> and so bitch, you gotta do something. And so they said they marching, they they protesting June the second at um was it Memorial Discovery Green. Green. Discovery, Discovery Green. Green. And so I said, okay, bitch, I'm going to be there. I made Jessica, I, I made Jessica some posters. I made um, Jade, you know, you know Jade, Jade uh, Landhart some mm -hmm. posters. I made me a poster. I said, bitch, we're going. I've got to be there. Z got off the work and was worried about this TV that he bought. And, and he was taking forever. So I, I had got into it with Z because I felt like he didn't want to go to the protest. He was worried about his goddamn TV. And Z was like, okay, first of all, that's not the solution. You can't just give up. Because I was like, man, if you don't want to go, I'll go by myself, okay? I will be with some people out there. He was like, okay, can you come up with a better solution instead of just giving up? Can we come up with, because I want to go with you. So Z ended up coming. And by the time we got there, bitch, I thought the protest had ended. Because I seen people walking away from where we was going. So I'm like, bro, I just got sighted. I'm just going to be over it. So we get down there. Y'all went down there late because it started at like 2, two or 3 or something, right? It started at 3 o'clock. We got there at like 5 o'clock. Yeah, that was two hours down. Right. But, we, but when we got out, it was like a group, like a whole group of, um, I want to say college kids. And they were still they were still marching the streets and still protesting. I said, "Hey, let us out right here. We're gonna go to them." So me and Z got up, uh, got our posters, and started headed towards them. And we started walking with them. And then out of nowhere, like some some black men and women on some motorcycles and like them free willy thingies, them um, dirt bikes, they was uh, tearing the street up. And we was like, "Hell yeah!" Wear it out. Everybody is getting hyped. Then out of nowhere, the motherfucking, like a squad of police come out of nowhere. Mm. So I'm like, oh shit, here we go. Here we go. We ain't even fucking with nobody. Here come the police. So that kid that clicked up, kicked us off. So everybody is chanting, no justice, no peace. Everybody's chanting, um, George Floyd. Um, what's the one? Um, no justice, no peace. So fuck the police. This is how I shook it up. So I had a poster 
My poster said. Wait, 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 wait. Before you tell that. So, Friday, when we was done, Mia calls me. Well, no, no, no. Was it? No, no, no. Saturday. Mia calls me. And I don't know what I was doing when you called because I couldn't answer your phone call. I could answer, but you had texts. And at that point, I was like, okay, I'm not doing no more protesting. <laughs> because, yo, like, I'm not a, I'm a mouth breather. I breathe my, out of my mouth. So this note, breathing out my nose because my mask is covering up or... I, honey, no. It was, not, like, it was my lady. <laughs> I'm not looking for this. It's different when I can breathe the free air and I'm out there hollering and screaming, baby, child, I was sweating. My whole overalls that I had on was fucking um, sweat. It was like, it almost looked like it had rain on me because it was so hot and sweaty. I was like, child, I'm not going back out there. So when y'all, the day y'all said Tuesday, that was Friday, so all of, so Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, when y'all said y'all was going out there, I had seen the post from Ashton, because you know, the organizer, I'm cool with Ashton. So mm -hmm. he said, um, so Sunday, so Sunday, before, before Tuesday comes, so Sunday, I call one of the homies and was like, oh, so what y'all doing? Like, because I'm not doing no motherfucking sitting outside in the heat marching. What else y'all got for me to do? Because <laughs> I'm not about to do that. Well, come down and help the people who getting bailed out so they can get, you know, home or whatever or whatever. Because they lock folks up. That's what happens at protests. Folks get locked up. And, uh -huh. but, and they have to get home. They have to get clothes because sometimes maybe their clothes is ruined, ruined or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I got a whiff of the Tony the Tony McDay situation mm -hmm. and a whiff of um, the Ayana Dior situation. I had seen that video on the way to the protest. Yes. Woo! So I was all, by this time, I'm in my feelings about protesting for black niggas. <laughs> so by the time I get, by the time Tuesday come around, I was already in the situation where I'm like, yo, fuck these niggas. Fuck the shit. <laughs> they can kiss my, they can suck my motherfucking dick. Poor ass back. niggas. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. All these motherfuckers need knees on their neck. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I was in my feelings about it on yeah. Tuesday. So I was real like, fuck that shit. But I knew, I knew y'all needed the experience in regards to, you know, Y'all, it should, it's, I think it's something that y'all, you know, y'all young, y'all young little whippersnappers. So y'all need to get down there. <laughs> I have to. I'm going to be real though. I was, I already had those feelings before. And the only reason why I went is because Mia wanted to go really bad. But I already knew. See where you put my poster. If it was me in that closet. I already knew if it was, because that could have been me. Tony could have been me. So I'm thinking like, I don't see his name nowhere. I know I'm not gonna see his name nowhere. And if I do, it'll be real rare. So I'm, I just know that they don't care for trans people like that. And when we went, people was looking at Mia's sign like, what? Like, it wasn't no disrespect because I feel like the energy for black people was, was kind of like about solidarity at that, at that point. 
Mm-hmm. Like I kind of felt that energy. You but felt that? At the same time, I, I saw like the, the looks at her posters and the... You're listening to Houston's own MP Trans 101. Now listen, I know that what is basic Trans 101 for me could just be the beginning for you. So this is for your basic ass. basic for me in this life could be just the beginning for you. Let's keep it real. As a black trans woman living in America, if I am murdered or attacked, more than likely it is a cis heterosexual black man that did it, motherfucker. There are multiple reasons why that probability is high. One of the basic reasons is because most crimes happen communally, intracommunally. I'm in community with black people, so more than likely crimes committed against me are going to be other black people. That is true in other races, too. If a Asian person is around Asian people, more than likely, if they're murdered or attacked, it's going to be other Asian people that murdered or attacked them. Another element is as black women, cisgendered or trans, we are more than likely than other demographics. It's probably like one or two. The Native Americans, I think, are under us. And I think Latinx folks are under us, too. Immigrant Latinx folks are under us, too. We are more likely than other demographics to be murdered by our intimate partner because of the place in society for black men and the pressures to them to live up to patriarchal rules around gender, sometimes that can lead to them having very extreme fear and anxiety around issues that involve gender patriarchy, homophobia, transphobia, sexuality. And sometimes they lash out inappropriately and that can lead to us being attacked and that can lead to us being murdered. And that's not giving them no excuse because they are grown adult human beings that should have self-control. You should not be running around murdering people because you don't own that life. Their life is not yours to take. They are a human being. They deserve to live just like you. Which brings me to George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, because I have to mention both of these people because one is a cis man murdered by police brutality and one is a cis woman murdered by police brutality. I am over police brutality. I am over them not caring about black lives. I am over them believing that they have the right to take someone's life and not even fucking see the humanity in them deserving to be cared for no matter what type of person they are. Brianna was the innocent woman in her home and 
George Floyd was doing whatever he was doing. But there's no perfect victim. It is disgusting that I have to see videos of black people being murdered by people who are there to protect and serve us. Well, supposed to be. It is disgusting. I hate it. I am going to always stand against that because I know that the same system that killed them will kill me because of my blackness, regardless of the other identities that I come with. I know that the system that killed them will kill me. So I have to say something about it. I can't sit back and be quiet for any reason. Because I know it could be me. But I'm also disgusted and over protesting for people who I know would not do the same for me. When we talk about Tony McDade, who was also killed by police brutality this week. If it was just him this week, no motherfucking body would be in the street. But because it was a cishet man, now everybody protesting. Including me and my people. Because we know the system still will fuck us over. But I am disgusted and annoyed that I, that I have to protest for motherfuckers who I know would more, like, will more than likely be the demographic that kills me. And, and cisgender women, y'all are not exempt either. Because although y'all are not killing us, y'all is just as toxic with that patriarchy shit and transphobia shit and homophobic shit. It's a, a couple of y'all that's cool. It's a, nah, I ain't going to say a couple. It's a lot of y'all cool. But it's more that is shady. But fortunately for me, I'm woke and I can look past that. And I know why they are silent about your death. I know why Breonna Taylor didn't get the same reaction as George Floyd. I know why. I know how patriarchy works. I know that it privileges the black male body, even in death. It values the black male's body, even in death, more than the black woman's. And black men, let's think about that duality. The fact that patriarchy puts you so much on a pedestal that your dead body is the one that moves us to burn shit down and none of the rest of the black bodies. While at the same time, racism oppresses you to the point where you are more likely the body that is affected by police brutality. So, yes, they're going to go out and burn shit and tear shit down for a black male. Absolutely. But I'm tired of that duality. I'm tired of having to fight for people who I know will not fight for me. Now, there's some trans folks are like, fuck it. I ain't doing that shit. I ain't fighting for these motherfuckers. I'm not protesting for nobody. They wouldn't do it for me. So fuck it. And that's their right. I'm not mad at them for making that decision. But me, how my integrity is set up, I can not do it. <laughs> because I don't want somebody's ignorance and somebody's bias to 
put me in the situation where I'm biased too. Biased too. I don't want to be the person that just because you don't fight for me, I don't stand up for you. I don't want to, I don't, it, when something's being wrong done to you, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be the person that see you getting bullied and not try to stop it just because last month you saw me getting bullied and you didn't try to stop it. I don't want to be that person. That's not who I am. But it doesn't feel good. I just want to let y'all know it doesn't feel good having to know that more than likely Sandra Bland was homophobic. More than likely George Floyd was homophobic and transphobic based on the niggas he hang around and what they say about trans shit that I see. <laughs> more than likely, but he still didn't deserve to die and pigs are still trash. And it still could be me next just because I'm black. And that's the duality of my trans black life. And that's trans 101. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community. And I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here. So you're not only helping to sustain us, you're helping to sustain other people in a community. Because I put my money where my mouth is. You know, that's just the kind of bitch I am. Community is fuck. <laughs> so thank you. I really, really appreciate you. And if you have not become a patron, why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. What is your yeah. poster sign? So, let's get into it. So, be- be- before before we went to the protest, we had to move in. And I got clocked while we was moving in. That burned my pussy. The trade, they, the trade was just in... in um, just being messy and, and 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 fucking with us while we was moving. It was not big, but it was subtle and it was rubbing me the wrong way. So that set me off. Then I I was talking to this black woman at at Randall's because I had went to go get some markers. We stay right by Randall's now. I went to go get some marker markers. I came out when I came out. I seen this this beautiful black woman. She had like a whole head full of black. I think she dyed it blonde, but all I seen was like this blonde hair and she had like on this this um workout outfit on and she was panhandling asking people for a coin she was asking the white people for a coin she had got this white man to get her a coin or when i get her one but he was gonna give her one so i was sitting down they walked past me because they said it was going to the acm she said you are beautiful i said thank you so much i'm a black trans woman she they stopped in their tracks 
And the white man smirks and kind of like laughs and is like, yeah, I'm going to go to the ATM. The black woman says, you didn't have to tell me that you're a trans woman. You, you should have just basically, we, we had a, like a three or four minute conversation, but this sums it up. She, she told me basically I should have just accepted her compliment instead of being visible. That's, that's, that's all she was trying to tell me. And I was like, bro, I'm like, I'm being visible and, and me being visible is not being aggressive to you. And that's almost because that's how, that's how she was indicating. Like I was like, as if I was trying to push something on her, or if I was trying to be aggressive when all I was saying, it was, thank you. I'm a black trans woman. It's pride month. And she was like, she was, she called me a man in a sentence and um, called me a woman and then said that the um, the LBGT community doesn't accept her because she's Christian. And I said, oh, okay, I know where this is going. I'm going I'm, I, <laughs> baby, I I know where this is going. I interrupted her, and I was like, I'm 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 a, I'm gonna meet you at the protest. I got some posters to make. Mm. Y'all have a nice day. She kept talking. She was with the white train. Do what y'all got to do. I give a fuck. So I hit it. When I got to the protest. On the way to the protest, I see the video of Ayana getting wore the fuck out by all the men. The same and, and women and women. Well, no, but I didn't see the women. I didn't oh. see the uh, women until later after the protest and the other videos. But the video I seen was a big ass mob full of men, like they did Malaysia Brooker. So my no, even in that video, it's it was you could you just gotta pay attention. It was some women too. Oh, uh, would you know they give it? And so, the, I'm heated, but my posters read, the front was, I'm black before I'm transgender. Say their names. Breonna Taylor, Tony McDade, and George Floyd. Now, I had some, I had some mixed feelings because I, like, making my poster, I didn't want it to sound divisive, but I wanted them bitches to know it. Uh -huh. So, I, I was like, should I put it? his name at the end since well, I'm supposed to be going to a protest that's supposed to be for him but then I thought I said no but that's I'm, the thing about it, it's not for him it's, right, about, it's right. for all of us right you, and, and that's where my thought was I was like you know what it's for everybody we we all there because of the same reason right so the back of my poster said because I thought of uh, all black trans lives matter bitch called me yeah, a man yeah. I mean I'm sorry <laughs> It, no, I'm reading it right. Don't interrupt. Right. Oh yeah, my bad. I said because of, thank you, babe. I'm sorry. I said I said because I thought an all black lives matter bitch called me a man. Exclamation mark. Unity or nothing. So I'm holding this poster at the at the protest, walking with it. I'm getting all kinds of evil looks. One piece of trade stopped and stared me dead in my eyes, like I had just cussed out his motherfucking mama. Then. Then uh, and while we're protesting, when the, when I told you the police came, we're protesting. While the, in the midst of protesting the police, a nigga walked by me and started laughing at me. My hands were hurting. I ain't gonna lie. A bitch don't got no upper body strength. So my, <laughs> my motherfucking hands was burdened. But all I kept thinking about was all the girls who are who, and and men, all the trans men and the, and the trans women and the gay men and the gay women who have been wore out by black by 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 the police, 
by, by white people, by, by black people, and my presence is their presence right now in the midst of everybody. And so I, I, I was nervous, but I said, fuck that shit. Somebody try it. Today is the day. And the shady part about that is that you should not be nervous. You should be nervous at a protest about police brutality about police. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be nervous at a, you know, a situation and a protest about, you know, you should be ner- you shouldn't be nervous about the black folks <laughs> because right. you're black. You shouldn't be nervous about thinking, are the black people going to be doing something to me? Are the people protesting with me going to do something to me? It shouldn't be, it sh- that shouldn't be something that you have to worry about. We do get um, police brutality. When we think about a decade ago, the thing that we, you know, a lot of the shit that police do to us goes unrecorded and untalked about, blah, blah, blah. But the thing, but the case that went viral in the country is Dewana Johnson in Memphis in 2008. She was in a police holding area at a police station and the officer was calling her he, she's and faggots. And because she wasn't responding to her, he punched her in the face with handcuffs on his fist, like, like um, brass knuckles, and punched her in the face and beat her down in the precinct. And all the police officers in there just watched and didn't do nothing, didn't do anything to help her. Even the nurse people didn't even do anything to help her. Moved to Chicago and somebody ended up murdering her execution style. Probably a black man. <laughs> oh, no, 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 was not probably was because he ended up getting arrested, which it usually is mm-hmm. right. So after the police wore her out and she goes viral, she goes to Chicago and gets murdered. So, you know, there were some people that were like police brutality against all black people, blah, blah, blah. But most motherfucker was dusting it down because she was trans. It was at, in 2008. I know it's a different climate than we have now as black trans people. I know it's a, we, you know, we got polls, we got podcasts. We, you know, we got all these YouTubers who was YouTubing and doing their thing to change the culture. We got, we, we have all of that now in 2020, all that stuff has passed. So there's a different narrative about transness that's happening in our society. Then that's not how it was in 2008. In 2008, it was nothing but trans people talking about Dewana Johnson. <laughs> it was nothing but trans people talking about what happened to her. It was, there was some LGBT people, but mostly trans folks that I saw using the internet, protesting, not protesting, but, um, you know, supporting, being visible about her. It was not cisgender people. It was not, you know, it just wasn't. It was not to the capacity that we would, that we see like Malaysia Booker, because Malaysia Booker went viral. They weren't interested in having our conversation and our narratives explored in the conversations about police brutality in 2008. It just was different. It was a different situation. So, yeah, it wasn't too long ago. And it wasn't too long ago. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I just, it, 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 I, I just feel like we shouldn't have to worry about that, especially in this particular time. 
you just said that you black first, right? You just had the, you just had the your conversation was I'm black before anything. Okay. I'm black. When you see me, and that's what I told old girl. I said, when you see me, you see a black woman. You didn't know that I was a trans woman until I told you. Uh-huh. My visibility is is me telling you that I'm a trans woman because t- trans people make up two percent of the world's population, and most of the people who talk about trans people have never met one, darling. See, so I'm a. I, I think differently. So I, I, I don't think I am black first. I think that I am everything that I am, whether you know it or not, first. Whether you know I'm trans or not, when I come in the room, I'm trans. Whether you know it or not, I'm trans coming in that room. Right, but see, what I, what I, I feel like, well, okay, so what I mean by that is if I'm in a room full of black people, if I'm in a uh-huh. room full of black women, you're not going, and it, you're not going to see uh, they're not going to see my transness first. When I when I'm discriminated against by some white people, they don't. They might throw some tra- some tra- some 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 di- some trans jokes in there and stuff. But mo- most of the time, when I have issues with white people, it's because I'm black. Well, let me explain why I say that. I when I come in the room, I come as my whole self. I it, I. I whether you know what I am or not, it's just like if it doesn't matter. Like motherfuckers could think that I'm biracial, but you could think that, but I'm not. I'm a black woman. My mama was black, my daddy was black. But you could think I'm a biracial woman and treat me in some kind of way because you think I'm biracial, but I'm not. So just because you think something don't mean that that's the truth in me coming into the situation. So the truth is, when I come in the situation, I'm coming in as a black trans woman. (laughs) I'm coming in the situation. So, yes, I get that sometimes they may not know that I'm trans coming in a situation. But I am. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah you may respond to my blackness but soon as my tr- soon as my mouth open up and you hear my voice you might clock me soon as or soon as somebody um somebody else clock me and tell you so, it's going to be a, a fact it's it's the same way it's the same way as if i come in the room and i got a rich powerful father when i come in the room you may not know that i got a rich powerful father and, and how you treat me may change when I tell you my father is Barack Obama. You see what I'm saying? My father, you might treat me totally different when you know my daddy is Barack Obama. Do you see what I'm saying? But, I, but when I came in before you knew, I still was that person. Do you see what I'm saying? I still had that thing up my sleeve whether you knew it or not. So I'm coming in with all these things. So for me... Yes, I know blackness is going to be the first thing you see because it's the visual that you see. But there's other visuals that indicate that I'm a trans woman. You know, I don't think I'm some 100% passable motherfucker. So you could clock my blackness and my transness at, at once. I'm coming in as a trans person. I'm not, co- I'm not separating blackness and transness and hoodness and all the things that I am to prioritize either one. Fuck that. I'm trans and I'm black. Both of them are important to me and my identity. Simple as that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to prioritize one over a other. I think that it, I think that that is a farce that it sounds good when we say it because we want to be 
um, integrated in cis heteronormativity. We want to be like, oh, we want to be pro-black, especially us as light-skinned folks who are all often, um, our blackness is put in question. We want to be pro-black and blah, 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 blah. I am pro-black and I'm pro-trans. All at the same time, you're not taking away from me. And then when you go to countries that are predominantly black, you still got massage noir. You still got transphobia. You still got all of these things that we have to come up against. It's all fake and whack and not <laughs> we still got to come up against it. It doesn't go away. You know, it's something that does not go away. It's something that we always have to deal with on some type of level, give or take at different times, depending on who we are involved in. But I am black and trans all at one time. What I wanted to come across was that you need to, that I'm want, that I'm included in this Black Lives Matter movement. That you should see me as your sister like you see a cis Black woman as your sister. And, and that, that was what I was trying to relay. Then I was also trying to relay on the back of my sign that, bitch, you can't be all, you can't say you're all, um, you're, you're for all black people, but then call me a man. But they're not. Like, they don't say that. They don't say that. Like, I keep seeing trans people saying, oh, would they stand up for us? No! Huh? No! I keep no, hearing no, I'm, no, I'm saying... I'm saying, like, that, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that most of the most of the pro-black people that you see be like, you know, every black life, every black person matters, and it doesn't matter what what you think and blah blah blah. But then what? you hear that? I'm I'm that's I'm saying that's what I see. I see people who. Who are pro-black? I, I see cis heteronormative black people who are pro-black, and and they scream all black people, and all black people matter. But then when it comes to feminine gay boys or wait, when wait, it comes wait, to trans women, they erase us. They don't say that. They say black lives matter. They don't say all black lives matter. They just say black lives matter in general. But when you talk to them. That's not what they really mean. They don't mean all. Exactly. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Okay. That's what I'm yeah. Saying. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's how I feel. That's how I felt about it. So, okay. Continue what I was saying about the protest. So, I had that up in the girls, but I was roughing a full of, uh, a, I know more than a few feathers, and I didn't give a fuck. While we were standing, People started throwing shit at the motherfucking police. Bitches just throwing bottles, bricks, um, um, fucking tree lo lo tree stems and shit. I'm like branches. I'm like, okay, bro, we supposed to. I came to protest peacefully, but y'all want to twirl with some motherfuckers. I'm not about that life. Cause at the end of the day, when I get locked up, you got more resources than I do. <laughs> So, bitch, I'm not, I'm not finna get wore out. No, I'm just not finna do it. So, when this starts to get violent, I said, "Oh no, I'm good. I'm just, I'm, let's take time to go." Because I'm, because I came here to be peaceful. I didn't come here to fight police. Mm. That's that. That's all I wanted to say. Yes. Oh no, wait, wait, that's not it. So we walked because I, I wanted to, I wanted to turn that narrative from when I, I had the interaction with the 
the black woman at Randall's. Well, we went to um, 2020. We was by 2020, and they had like you know the the graffiti and the murals on the on the brick the walls and stuff. So I was like, oh, dope. We can take some pictures, you know, on our downtown while we're cooling off from this aggression shit from the protest. And um, it was like a it was a black family, and they had their babies with them. Majority just black women with their children, and they were taking pictures. I was like, oh, you know, it's so cute. You see the babies, and um, then. I, Z was trying to take pictures and I was like, bro, you're not going to take a picture of me. So I get into it with Z because he won't take a picture of me. He was trying to take a picture of the wall. So I, I'm getting into it with him. I guess they felt like I was being extra. So, they, so I hear a woman say, okay, y'all, let's go. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'm taking up too much space. So they, they gathered the babies and they hit it. And they seen my, they seen my, when I walked over there, they seen my um, poster. So I think that made them feel a certain type of way too. Cause like I said, when you're being visible, it makes people uncomfortable. So I'm thinking that they just hit it. And then out of nowhere, a black, a black cis woman comes up to me and says, Hey, I want to ask you a question. I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. And she was, and she was like, um, I read your poster. Is, is, does that mean you're a trans woman? And I was like, yes. And she was like, you are beautiful. And she, she just started giving me my roses. And I was like, thank you so much. And then she mm. just walked away. And that's the difference mm. between the two. That, and that's all the, the first lady had to say. was like, okay, I, I see you, sis. You're beautiful. Okay, boom. And hit it. Instead of trying to motherfucking argue me and try to police me and silence me from being mm. visible. So okay. that's that's it. That was the end of the process. I mean, okay. That was that was that was my piece. I uh, I don't know. I I feel like, but that's classic Mia though. Like I I think that you and I I don't. It's not something that I don't think is a I don't think it's a bad thing with you, but I don't know how to say this the right way. But this you don't say what D was saying. Go ahead. I know it's the. Uh, the, the I don't want, when I say this, I just, I haven't thought about the right words to say it, but um, I don't think this is a bad thing. But the only words that's coming to my mind is that some things you ask for, like because you do that, because you want to be visible and, um, which I think is okay, I, but there's a reality and there's an ideal. So you navigate the world hoping for the ideal, but the reality is when you present your transness to people, they're going to respond to it and it's not gonna always be your ideal. And it's okay for you to present your transness. I'm not trying to say that that is wrong in any kind of way at all, but you have to understand that your ideal is not going to come up in the reality of the world. Do you see what I'm right, saying? I, no, I see what you're saying, Dominic, because cause Z said the same thing to me while we was walking, because I was holding my motherfucking post up to everybody who's dropping by, <laughs> to, to everybody, to people who, while I was walking past, and Z was like, man, can you please put that down? I feel like a target. And then it, and then it brought me to the conversation that we had when we was at your apartment at the store, where you was like, sometimes you got to think about the people with you. No, no. No, 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 listen, no, let me listen. finish. I said, I said, I feel like a target. 
because I don't have any weapons. I don't have my gun on me, nothing. And we was by ourselves. Right. And you did tell me that. So I said, so I told Z, and because I, I thought of what you told me that one time. I said, okay, well, then walk ahead of me or walk behind me because I don't give a fuck if I make people uncomfortable. I'm going to be visible at every space that I have, and I'm okay with the consequences because if somebody tried me, I'm going to pop them. And I understand that there are consequences to being visible, but I'm with the shit right now because after I seen that video, I wanted the girls to feel it. Mm -hmm. I wanted them to feel it. So tell me how... You reconcile that. So, okay. So, how do you... Okay, so we know as trans folks that the people who are... The demographic that is most likely as a black trans person, the demographic Mm -hmm. that is most likely the probable culprit in our murders, in our attacks, in things, are going to be black men. How do you reconcile that with... The people who are most likely, although it's not always them, it's us and black women and uh, everything in between, but they are the most likely culprit to police brutality. Mm. Um, I don't even even know that. They're the most likely ones to be visible. You know, motherfuckers is going to talk about it. Um, How do you reconcile protesting for the lives and the protection and the unfairness of police brutality against black men when you know that that those same demographic could pop you in the next year, could pop you two years from now, could be the same demographic that you <laughs> might have to call the police on. And that, and, and, and that, I, I talked to my best friend about that because he 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 was just walking home and a group of niggas, like literally like a week ago, he was walking home with his gay girlfriends. They're all gay men, and a a group of a a, piece, a group of piece of trade drove by and said, "Look at them fucking faggots," and was about to turn around and spray them. And the the older the older guy in the group pretending like he was about to pull something out of his bag and the girls was like, oh no, no, nah, he got a weapon. And so they and so the trade hit it. And so he was like, man, I I'm conflicted. I don't because these same pe- these same men that we want to protest against, they they I mean protest for, they erase us and they wear us out. So I don't feel comfortable going to protest against them. And I, I was battling that. But then I said, you know what? I have to be the change that I want to see. And I have to be visible. I have to show up. It's just, it's just it, it was, it's in my spirit. And y'all know me. I don't give a fuck about who knows. It's just how I am. And I've dealt with that for so long. There was a time where I I didn't want people to know my team. There was a time. But I feel like with my visibility, I've changed so many people. Like some, a lot of people have came to me and like, bro, you, like, because you're so active and visible, I, I look at this different. I look at that different. And I'm just, I'm going to keep on being me. And you know, it's not for everybody, Diamond. It's not for every trans woman. It's not every, for every gay man. I'm, I'm just, I, I can't. I cannot hide. I just, and now, now wait a minute. Hold on. Now, 
I make sure that I'm visible in situations where I, I think I can I can get away with some shit. Now I'm not finna be visible by myself in the hood holding up um, some crazy shit and nah, bitch. I'm going to blend in, but yeah, that's just me, man. That's me. How do you reconcile it, Z? Because although y'all are not being murdered by black men, when we think about um, black trans men being attacked, like the ones I know that was attacked were attacked by black men. Like, um, um, Tony McDay was, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Tony McDay. You know, so how do you reconcile that? Mm, like I was saying earlier, I was really there for Mia. Yeah. But I'm you're not, a black man, but you're a black man. So that is different for you. Us navigating the world as black women is going to, not that we don't come across police brutality. There's a certain level of like gendered cruelty that happens when it comes to how police engage with women. That's a little bit different than how they engage with men. I remember, I, I just feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm still really light. Like I'm you feel really like you nice have So, like Mia was asking me, have you ever been called a nigger? I was like, no, but I've been called a fag, a dyke, a uh, gay-ass bitch by a black man. But I've been called a nigger. I've been walking down the street minding my own motherfucking business and a, a, a truck full of honkies and crackers um, of young white men called me a motherfucking nigger. Now... I don't give a fuck what I look like, but a bitch was walking to the store with no shoes on. But I, the, the bitch was right down the street. I'm, I don't care. I'm country. So, at, listen. <laughs> this was when I was young. This was when I was like, this was before I transitioned. Probably like when I was in elementary or like the beginning. Of but was, it, was it the police? No, it was some. You're not um, just talking about basic racism. Yes, we know. But I'm talking about with police. So, Z, you think that because you're light skinned, it avoids how police engage with you? Not always, but I do feel like it plays a big part. Like, for instance, when I was with my father, he, you, you've seen him. He's, he's dark. Not too dark, but, you know, he's brown. But I've seen police engage with him and harass him. And white people harass him and and he actually wanted to be a police officer and everything and still probably do and you know just seeing that and just asking him questions when I was younger I saw the police as more as a negative thing as a black man like I was like I'm aware of the police being negative what you mean if you like the police are going to be negative to you as a black man where did you get Mm -hmm. this from Watching my dad just being with him all That's the time. That's it. Yeah. So like, like never, I would get I would never, get looks and stuff. Like, did he ever sit down and tell you, like, as a black little, as a black child, this is what you'll go through or warn you about the police? Um, my mama did. Mm. Mm. See, my parents. Let me can let me finish. Oh, I'm sorry, quick. baby. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So. You know, my mama, she, she's still a, a Latinx woman, and she would make me very aware that the police was extra and dumb and all this. But I've gotten looks now presenting as a black man from police often, like, in looks, you know. But 
never because I've seen what harassment actually looks like dealing with my dad is not on that level. It's not nowhere near that level. So Yeah, see I as as a child, my 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 parents set me down and said Whenever you see the police, you take your ass home and you run home. So, like, at, I'm, I'm from the hood, so we, we were, all the kids would be at the park having fun playing. When the, the police would literally drive by the hood just to scare us and chase us home. And we, I remember us jumping the fence and going, well, we were skinny. We were small at that point, so we could just literally go through the fence. I remember us running all together to our homes. While the police sit there and drive around with the sirens on, we were children. So I grew up being afraid of the police. I never had this narrative that they were there to protect me. Never. Mm, that makes sense. I think. I think the thing is, my daddy didn't want me to be afraid of them. He didn't want me to be afraid of them. He want he he would make me aware of it in many different ways. I remember him getting arrested one time, and he. Him being military plays a, a big part in him not wanting to invest that that fear because the police are people just like me, and I'm not afraid of them. But but like I remember one time he was getting arrested and he just stuck his tongue out at me when I was stuck his tongue out at me when I was worried and crying and going crazy because I was sick of it. I was sick of him always getting pulled over. So. He was just thinking, and that's symbolic to me where he was like, okay, don't worry. I'm good. I'm straight. You know, even though I knew it, it, you know, the reality of it, that's not always the case, but yeah. Yeah, I just have a different (laughs) experience with the police as a light-skinned male when I was younger. Like, when I was younger, I had an Uncle Mike who looks white. Like he, nah, he looks, like if his hair is cut all the way off, he looks white. His hair kind of gives his blackness away when it's like, has grown out. His hair is red and it's kind of, that's what gives him his like mixed look, his hair. But if his hair is all gone, you could think he's a white boy. And so we, like the hood calls him White Mike. (laughs) But, you know, that's that's just what it is. And so, um, but because he was raised, he, he is black and he was raised, but he's not biracial. Um, um, yes, he is. But he's ra- he wasn't raised by a white woman in any form. Like his mama had a baby by one of her tricks. <laughs> that was white. And so, um, you know, so... He was raised by my great aunt Rise. And so he was, when you talk to him and engage with him, you know, you engage with a black man, <laughs> but he got a look of a white man. And so when police engage with him, they engage with him like a white, with like a um, black man. I, I saw them beat him down. Like it was, it was a whole, I didn't, I didn't see. And then, you know, in my hood, there was hood light-skinned niggas. So how police engaged with them was just like a regular black dude. It wasn't no um, it wasn't no special treatment for them. I can't say that there was some 
<laughs> wasn't some kind of nuance, but I, you know, I saw them being treated a certain kind of way. You know, it might have been some nuance in regards to, you know, dark and light skin with the men, but what I saw, you get what I'm saying? They were being treated, they were being chased and shot and killed and all this kind of stuff in regards to that. So it's kind of, I just, it's just, I didn't, I didn't, the colorism wasn't as in regards to police. It wasn't as distinct mm-hmm. for me in, in what I saw growing up. I just, they all fucked with, they just fuck with black men just because. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I just, I'm just lucky enough to not have experienced anything yet. But I always, I always expect it. It's not that I'm like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be fearful when I see a police officer. I'm gonna just be aware, be very aware of what I'm doing, be very aware of what's going on, where they at, what they're doing. You know, I'm just gonna be very aware. There, there might be a lot of privilege in that, but I'm still aware of what can go down because I am black. Mm. Yeah, for me, it's always what gets me in my life with police. If I turn on the gayness, they'll not fuck with me. <laughs> what, 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 hold on. <laughs> How do you turn on the gayness? Honey, like when I was in my older years, it was my transness that got them extra. But in my younger years, my young, you know, uh, transition when I wasn't fully you know, developed, and you know, the early years. <laughs> if they thought I was a boy, they're getting real, uh, uh, like a regular boy, they're getting <laughs> aggressive, they're talking shit to you, but if I get to saying, oh, honey, what is this, honey? <laughs> what is this, honey? Why are you stopping me, girl? I, honey. If what's I get to giving all of that, what's it giving, honey? What's the see? Oh, girl, this is tired, honey. If I get get to giving all that extra faggy, flamboyant what they do is they see me as a weak man because their homophobia says, oh, this is a sugar in this tank ass nigga. Mm. And so how they respond to me is not like I'm a dangerous threat. They respond to me almost like I'm clowning, which technically I was. I was was being real performative because that's not my natural self anyway. And so... It's like a way to protect yourself. Yeah, yeah. After like a defense mechanism when I would be around them. And so, because it would work. Yeah. It would, um, unless the unless the person was homophobic, then it might flip on you. But most of the time that I was in situation and I was given all of that, they would laugh. It would make them laugh and not be aggressive. They would like, the guard down. Yeah, it would turn them into, oh, this faggot. <laughs> Instead of, oh, put your hands up. What the fuck are you doing? Shut the fuck up. Like, they're turning into... You get them, they go from sergeant, motherfucking Robocop to, you know, laughing-ass jocks. You get what I'm saying? That's laughing at the faggot. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah. it's, which is a different feeling, which is a different danger zone to me. Because if you're giving me angry white sergeant, I'm going to feel like at any point you're going to pull your gun out on me. 
But if you're giving me Jovio laughing at the Butch Queen cop, I don't feel danger in that situation. I feel that, you know, you just... You're going to pay it. Now you're laughing at me. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I've turned into the clown. I'm giving you a show. I am a clown. (laughs) I am a clown. So that shit. I feel that's what I that's what I remember doing. I remember them treating you know me different in that. As a woman, when I had transitioned, um, at that point, then it becomes the misgendering. It becomes when you know my teeth, then you gotta. Well, what's your real name? What what's your what was the name you were born with? So I can call you that. No, this is my legal name. And <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? So I've changed my name. So this is my legal name. So call me my name is Diamond. Thank you. Um, now nah, what's your real name? Girl. That's a that's an alias. Let me see your ID and um call, Yeah. And then <laughs> well, then they're calling you sir and mister and emphasizing uh, it to be shady. To be mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, it turns into now I'm going to give you all these transphobic microaggressions mm-hmm. because you know, sir, this, sir, that, sir, that. So I'm turn, right. So especially because as I got older, I stopped being scared of them. As I mm-hmm. got older, I started feeling like I want to talk a little shit. Yeah. And when I got older and I knew I wasn't doing anything wrong, it's different. If I feel like I'm breaking the law and I want you to just let me go, I'll be real quiet. (laughs) Like if I know I'm writing some checks and you don't stop me and I got a couple of bags of returns in the bag, bitch. uh, (laughs) Honey, then I'm quiet as a church mouse. (laughs) But, you know, if I know I'm not wrong and I got a little wiggle room to say, nigga, I did shit wrong. Fuck you. Fuck the police. (laughs) Pig, <laughs> I'll give you all of that. Like if I know I did nothing wrong, I'll give all of that. So, and I've been in a situation where I had to give all of that, and um, you know, that can they still can wear you out just because of that. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. they they even you know like put handcuffs on me and call my name in. Bitch, you can call my name in. I ain't got no motherfucking warrants. I don't do crimes, motherfucker. Fuck out of here. Call my name in. Put my, give my social. You ain't gonna find nothing. <laughs> and so they give and I, I've been in a situation where I was giving them all of that and you know and then they turned into the misgendered and microaggressions but um, you know I just it just it's a different um, it's a different situation so let me answer y'all my, the question that I posed to y'all how do I reconcile you know them being the oppressor and getting oppressed and me protesting for that situation for black men. This is my thing. I know that when I protest, I know their dead body is the catalyst for me to be out here protesting because this is the one that got the most, that went viral, blah, 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 blah. But at its core, I'm not protesting for them. At the core, I'm protesting for me as a black person. I know the same system that allowed you to put your knee on his neck for eight minutes and three of those minutes he was already dead because he couldn't breathe. I know that the same system allowed you not to see his humanity in that situation. 
is the same system that will allow you not to see mine because I'm a black person. So I know that even though the unfairness of the state of the culture that makes, that prioritize the black cishet male body over all the other people that deal with police brutality, although that's how patriarchy works, the black cishet and Christianity and, uh, and white supremacy, the black cishet man is more important, is more important in regards to showcasing the injustice. Oh my God, this cishet black man has died to white supremacy. I know that that is going to be more important than the rest of us, but I also know that white, white supremacy, it doesn't matter. Within that hierarchy of all of us, it doesn't matter. We still black and they're gonna get us together. So when I protest, it is for me, it is for somebody else uh, simultaneously. And yeah. I know, you know, because I'm, it's just like Sandra Bland. I can call out the silence about black women, about black women's death to, the, to police, but, you know, I know that the same women, women that I am defending and uplifting, they could be calling me a man. They could have been, Sandra Bland could have been calling me some kind of fact. You a man, you ain't got no period. You can't have no babies. She, she had videos that was homophobic and fucked that I'm pretty sure that, you know what I'm saying, that she probably was one of them people. But I still have to, when she's done wrong and she's dead, I have to talk about it. Because I know that could have been me. Like, I have to look, even though it's not, even though I'm never going to not say anything, I'm never going to not say and be silenced about the unfairness of the dynamics of the situation, I do know that the larger enemy is white supremacy. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? The larger, the, the larger enemy is not, is, is not going to make that difference. Y'all all can die. And I know it's problematic for me to just be like, well, I went for me. I know it's some problematic, but it, when we even think about Stonewall, it was women of color that started the riots. And the reason why a lot of gay people, well, why gay people have marriage rights, and you know, this buildup of rights for LGBT people, even they were thrown under the bus. And so, and erased. yeah, so it's like, I just feel like my life don't matter to nobody. That's just how I feel. And then Tony McDade literally got killed by police brutality after defending himself. From being drunk by black from men. Black men. I just felt like my life don't matter. And then like, I'm like, damn, I'm out here risking coronavirus. I'm out here risking being tear gas. I'm out here risking. But I'm be there for me though. And I feel like it's, a, it's some problematicness for me not caring, like just being selfish, like having that I thought. actually don't think that. I actually think it's okay for you to be selfish. I, I actually think it's okay for when trans folk, when I see trans folks saying, oh, they ain't gonna be out there for me, so I ain't gonna be out there for them, fuck that. I'm cool with that. Like, I don't, yeah. I, don't I think, I'm like, yes, bitch. I feel like you get to decide who you put your body on the line. And it's totally fair to say, I'm not putting my body on the line to motherfuckers who not putting their body on the line for me. I don't think that who that's selfish. Who laugh at our death. Yes, who laugh at our death, who won't go out in the streets for us. I, I don't think that that is wrong. I don't think that, I don't even want to call it selfish. I think that that's just funny. 
Yeah, right. and like on social media, I'm critiquing it all day, and you know, I don't want to seem, I didn't want to seem just performative, you know. So I was like, okay, well, let me just go out here, be supportive of me to have her back, be supportive of you know, black people in general, and try to have the same mindset she had. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, these people. If I got, man, these people don't care. Like if Mia got hurt and they knew she was trans. They would. They probably wouldn't care if I got hurt. And they knew I was trans. They probably wouldn't care. Like that was what was going through my mind. And through Mia, she like, you don't even want to be here. Like, you got an attitude, blah blah blah. blah. I'm tired of this, blah, blah blah. And I'm just like, damn. I'm just thinking like these people probably don't care about me. Yeah, but I, I, I said I. If, if ain't nobody gonna say his name, Tony McDade, I am. Yeah, what you did, you had it on your poster. But yeah, that's just how I felt. And I know some people, I, I don't agree with the I'm black before I'm trans thing either because I feel like those intersections play a big part in my life. So that's just who I am. That's how I'm presenting. And you can see by the example of Tony McDade how being black and trans does matter, does mean something. You know, and being an AFAB person, doesn't matter. You know, just a trans person in general. And also, going back of what you said, like, some, they, because they dehumanize trans people so much, some people do, they can see that you're black. And, but if they see you trans, some people might see that you're trans first before they even see you back because they dehumanize us so much. That's so true. That's true. <laughs> like it's just like me being trans does matter and you know like it, it takes away trans. our value it yeah. takes away our va once you find out that we're trans it takes away our value to the black community because you're just some crazy loony being ass yeah. strange person you switching your sex oh no you making us look you're bad not, that's not black that's not African. that's not black that's some white that's people, white people that's some white people getting y'all mind yeah. psychologists telling y'all that y'all can change <laughs> sex and y'all making yeah. us look bad emasculating the black man and yeah. um and and, uh, and the black woman no yeah so yes i totally get it like we they don't see once they know we're trans I, we just don't have value at all to the movement. We're not, we're no, nobody is the perfect victim, but definitely, yeah. you definitely ain't the perfect victim if you're a trans person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I've heard them say it. Like, um, a trans woman had posted um, Ayana's video, and it was a, a, a black cis woman, and she said, um, I care for y'all, but right now is not the time for that. And it never will be to them, but to somebody like yeah. her, it never is going to be the time. Yeah. Just be quiet. Just shut the that's, fuck up. That, that's what, yeah, that's exactly what they're going to tell you. They're going to tell you to be quiet. They're going to tell you this is not the time. That's divisive. No, bitch, it's not uh -huh. divisive. This is the, this the reality of the situation. The reality of the situation is I'm out here like you doing, Mia. I'm out here. Because we supporting George Floyd and ourselves, and we think that he's wrong, but I know for a fact that y'all motherfuckers will not do the same for me, and I want you to know it. I want you to know. I, I'm going to remind you and put in your face every motherfucking chance that I get 
that I am out here fighting for black, all, I am fighting for all black lives, but you are not. You are fighting for cishet, cisgendered, heterosexual, male lives, Christian male lives. Mm. That is um, um, upper, upper class, <laughs> Christian, all those isms. You are fighting for those because those are what you value. Anybody that is not cisgendered, anybody that is not heterosexual, anybody that is not male, you devalue them based on how many of those markers they have. And so yep. you are not fighting for all black lives. You are fighting for specific black lives. And I'm out here to remind you that, motherfucker, you need to look at all of us. <laughs> yes. Because yes. we all go through this shit. So you can't say yes. black lives matter if it's not all of us. Yeah. Period. Period. So let's talk about a little bit about Ayana Dior. Okay. He's a black trans woman who um there was a video where she was getting mobbed by a bunch of people, black men and black women. So apparently, um, black, tra black Trans Women's Inc. is in conversation with her. And um, we are talking to her about what happened. And from what, what's been said is that she, um, she got in a fender bender. An accident. An accident. Just like Malaysia Booker. Like, what is up with this driving? <laughs> So look, look, so <laughs> the, sure when, when it happened, the um the people was like, Yo, you ran into our car, we need some coins. Like you know, you ain't got insurance, so bitch. We, you need to pay for this damage you just did. Mm -hmm. She like, girl, I don't have no coins, girl. <laughs> like, I don't have no coins. So she tried to get away. Oh, she tried to hit it. She tried to hit it. She came. She got out the car and went into the um, went into the store, and it. And they were still trying to get money out of her. Like, you hit our car. You know, they now they're getting aggressive. You hit our car. Bitch, you going to pay for this. And da-da-da-da-da-da. Blah-blah-blah. But she didn't have no coins. So it just led, it built up to a fight. And somebody says, you know, that's a boy. And so there was this well, conversation. Huh? Well, I heard that it, it started with the the. It started with the cis woman first, and yes, then when they the tried to hit, the train was like, "Oh, we're about to wear you out." And so this is this is what was the debate on a. So what pisses me off? This is the this is my gripe with trans men, particularly um, this one particular trans man. But I see I see this enough to generalize. So this one trans man. He was spreading this narrative that she got in a fight with a 13-year-old girl. And this was, this was the reason that they were I fighting. Yeah, he said that to me. He said that. I saw that. 
Right. He said that. And that is nowhere near what happened. And so when I, when I saw him say it, I was like, well, maybe he must have got some information from, he must have seen a video that I didn't see. Somebody was commenting, sharing some other clips of video. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he saw some other videos that I didn't see. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and because that has happened where it'll be like different videos and different like shit. Like you can see the main video and then somebody will post a different video. Like with the of George a different Floyd. Angle. They end up yes. finding it out that it was three, it was three other cops. Exactly. Here. So from one angle, you just see one cop on top of him. But if you look at another picture from another angle that somebody else took, you see his three motherfuckers. That exact thing. So I thought maybe he saw something else. So I really didn't think about it because I was going, when it first started popping off, I was going through something else. And, um, but then when I went back and I heard different things, I was like, wait, where did he get this information that was a 13 year old girl that she mm-hmm. got in a fight with? So when I went back, this nigga done had a, put up another video apologizing about sharing that narrative but it had already been shared on twitter it had it went, went, went kind of his his lie and i don't think it like, it might have been something he just read in the comments I, just nothing he had proof on that he doesn't spread that's the thing people people got to stop spreading shit that that's not from a credible source and 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 then so he's on this live with a black trans woman, this is what this 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 trans woman. She always got some problematic views. She always got oh, some. What the hell? I, I, I ain't even gonna say. I, I I didn't say his name, but I ain't gonna say her name. Okay. But they get anybody who listens to the live, they know who I'm talking about. <laughs> but the the. But they get on there and they get to talk about, well, it's, uh, it didn't have nothing to do with transness. If somebody fight my 13-year-old daughter. So they're having this conversation like this is the true tea. So the whole video is about this. So everybody joining in thinking that this is the true tea. <laughs> and that wasn't the tea. <clears throat> and so that the argument that they were making was, this wasn't a trans issue. She got jumped because she fought a 13-year-old. Da, 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 da. So you're spreading the false narrative. She did not get she did not get jumped because she because they were making it seem like this wasn't a trans issue. Sometimes we get jumped. <laughs> what you're not getting is it did not start as a trans issue. She got in a car accident with somebody, just right. like Malaysia Booker. But once they found out her teeth. It escalated to a level that it would not have escalated to that. if she was somebody else. And she was a cis woman. Right. You are not going to see a mob of niggas fighting a cis woman. That's really You're not rare. You're going to see it. It's, I don't seen it sometimes, but it is not really. That not, you are not going to see it because it's going to be people that say, Why are you beating this woman like this? Yeah. There are going to be niggas. It's going to be at least one nigga that's going to say, man, that's a female. Calm down, blah, blah, blah. When it is a trans woman, that trans woman, it's going to be niggas that's going to continue to fight her. It's going to be fish jumping, not fish. um, It's going to be cisgender girls that jump in to fight her. It's going to be, and nobody's going to stop either one of them because the men men are going to say, you still a man. Go ahead. Yeah, but, but because, like, okay, Diamond, how many, because I, I watched the videos, 
how many times have you seen a girl getting wore out by a trade or by a mob and then people like the trade like a, a piece of trade that just came out of nowhere or a group of trade to be like why y'all beating her like that and then a, a nigga will be like that's a man and then it just gets silenced and then mm. they keep twirling her yes all the time they'll they'll continue to fight but if it's a if it's a woman if a cisgender woman they will say why? Like, stop. That's a female. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And it'll end and break it up. But as soon as they say that's a man, it don't stop. They like, oh, shit, well, let me stay mm -hmm. out of y'all business. Yeah. <laughs> Happens all the time. And so we, what we're seeing is the escalation of a situ of a fender bender just like Malaysia Booker. This has repeated itself. And so what we're trying to do as black trans women, we're trying to move her out of where she's at. We're trying to bring her somewhere else because we know what happened with Malaysia Booker. She was dead a month later. Yes. She was dead a month later. Before she was able to, to, to go to, to go to, to court, to, to go to court against them niggas. They got her together. Yeah. And so we, we don't want that to happen again and we can't start off with a false narrative. You, you just can't. You have to let the, find out the information. That's why we go to her and say, hey, what happened? Let us, the horse's mouth. You cannot be in the, what, basing shit off comments, basing shit off another motherfucker you don't know on the internet, saying some shit that wasn't even there. <laughs> you don't know what the situation was. Not like, even stop it. Not yeah. right. For real, for real. And so it's like, I, I just, I didn't understand. I thought it was toxic. I thought it, and then the apology video, he was like, um, that's, I have a right to my opinion. Motherfucker, oh, your, uh, if your oh. opinion is based on bullshit, right, if your opinion is based on bullshit, that opinion is bullshit. It's trash. <laughs> it's trash. Like no. your opinions, talking about oh, facts. We're right? talking about yeah. facts of the situation, and you're you sound like a untrue black facts. person or a cis person that say, "Um, no, you you're you're, you're not you're not a you're not a man. You're a woman. I have a right to my opinion." just simple as that. And so that was very very annoying. I was annoyed by that. I was annoyed by people sending it to me over and over and over again. So it, as soon as I cut on my phone, like it was, and y'all seen the video that I posted on IG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to do that because on every account, Facebook, Diamond Styles IG, Twitter, uh, Marsha's Plate Twitter, Marsha Plate IG. When I tell you that video was sent to me three or four times on each account from different people, and initially, it, nobody is saying, oh, this is a black trans woman being uh, attacked. Everybody is just sending it to me. So I click shit because I think it, it might be a funny video that I want to laugh at. You see what I'm saying? It might be some viral funny video, but I get to clicking and I see, gag. I'm gagging. Somebody's getting beat up and honey, I'm sitting here. I'm getting, I'm already on it. I'm already on an emotional high 
through all this protest shit, through all, and I'm randomly running into videos of people bloody face with, um, with um, rubber, rubber bullets. Rubber bullets. Rubber. I'm seeing people getting maced. I'm seeing people getting. Um, I'm, all, I'm, I'm just. I'm just already emotionally to a place that I'm trying to come down from. I'm trying to self-care. I'm trying to bring myself down. And then y'all sending me this. Now that I'm already, I know in the back of my head that these motherfuckers won't fight for me. And then here we go in the midst of this, a trans woman being bashed. The timing of this, I just was like, yo. And then then it's pride. And then it's pride. And it's pride. The first week of Pride, we get a black trans woman bashed in the middle of a protest, in the middle of the city, in the middle of the country burning. In the middle of the place where the motherfucking protest kicked off. Right. All 50 states protesting, including (laughs) other countries. Other countries. Y'all bashing a black person. A black black trans woman in the city that (laughs) just killed a black man. And y'all talk about all black. Y'all talk about Black Lives Matter. Do they? Do they really though? And we yeah. was on the way to the protest, and I was like, "See, see, <laughs> but, but you know what, Diamond? I because because we talked about this. We talked about um, different issues getting attention versus how they're displayed, and." I felt I feel like videos get more attention because you video. can actually see it, and that I think that's why Malaysia Booker Booker went viral. We were able to figure out who the fuck it was, and we were able to get the girls together. But because I'm I'm the type of person I want to see it, um, and and not see it because oh I want to see somebody get wore out. Oh yeah, no, I want to I want to see. I want to see it to see what exactly happened so I can probably identify some faces or if I'm in this type of situation, how I would react as a black trans woman. But then when I see your video, and I've been seeing a lot of my sisters say this, and it, it, even other people that are not trans say that, please, just if you're going to share this, warn us about it because because I'm an impact. I feel things directly. And my my battery has been on zero for a long time. I haven't recharged. <laughs> <laughs> and and for somebody who, like you said, Diamond, who's self caring and trying to recharge that battery, that is like a kick in the motherfucking face back down to zero. And I was like, damn, because I shared the video without warning people, and I and and, and I had trade. I had. I had cis men telling me that they cry because of the because of what was seen. Cis women, yeah. Oh, I thought you said cis men. I was like, no, what? cis men, cis men and cis women. Mm. Because, but I, it may have been the way I wor- wor- worded everything and how I, I I'm I'm standing up for our rights and I'm letting you bitches know that you're not here for me, but you ran us out, and I think he felt that. So. And his emotions, his emotions could have already been high because of the Floyd right. situation. Yeah. Right. So when I seen your video, I said, you know what, mother is right. Let me let me edit my video and warn people before they watch it. 
because I'm an empath and I know other empaths that been just just going through it this whole entire time. And I think it's important. I think that's so important to warn people or and they, and they got that little what's the thing where the eye comes on and you can see if you can uncover it on certain they have that let people know before they see because some people not ready for that you could be you could be on the brink of trying to recover from from crying you've been crying and then you're like oh like you said diamond this might be something that's gonna help me and uplift my spirits and then boom yeah. where you out i know for me i don't share i don't ever share violent um I don't ever share violent videos on any of my platforms because it's violent. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't, I want to look for it if I want to watch it and I just don't want to trigger anybody else. I'll share like informational stuff or, but if I, if I do, if I do, um, you know, I'll do like on Twitter, I'll like stuff. I'll like certain stuff that might have violence, but I don't, but that's so I can go back, but I don't, um, I don't ever share anything because of, I've had that consideration for people already. And I know it's important to get that information out, but there's ways you can talk about it without actually sharing the video, especially if it's a viral video. And they can go search for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Or or they'll ask, what's the video Then you know, maybe you can send it to them if they want to I don't ever just retweet it, share it on my Instagram, none of that. I don't. I, I feel completely different. I feel like I feel like people should see it, just like they, just like black folks. We, it was our word against theirs. We, we could tell a white person this happened to me, but they, if they or if they didn't see it, they're like, "Oh, bitch, you ain't girl, by you just over, you overreacting, you just being a mad black woman." But now you can see that, bitch, I wasn't lying when I told you this happened. This motherfucker called the police on me, and all I did was tell this bitch to put her dog away. But now when I tell you I'm a black trans woman, and these motherfuckers are wearing me out because I'm a black trans woman, you can see it. Yeah. As long as they have a warning, yeah. But I don't, that's just. I used to share all the time. I used yeah. to just share because I, I didn't think about it. But now, in the past, like, three or three or four years, I've been really conscious about me sharing it I, because <laughs> it, it seemed like shit was happening so much. And then what wore me out? Oh, oh. The image of Trayvon Martin dead on the grass. Ooh. What? When they put that image out there, when when I never seen it, that's what. So there was a there was an image that the news had put out, and oh my god! And I hate that I had that image in my memory. And once that happened to me, I was like, I'm not gonna share stuff like this no more because I don't want to have that memory. I don't want to have that yeah. that um. And, I, and I'm like you, Mia, I do want to see it, but I want to see it when I'm ready to see it. Because there are some nuances that I want to hear and I want to see what's, what, how people respond. Like, it's, yeah. even in that video with her, did you see how the clerk in the store was pushing her to them? Uh, yes, when, see she, that? when she was trying to go get to protection, protect, he pushed her, like, bitch, bye. Like, but, yeah. she like that, but, but she ended up moving, like, okay, this is not a place I can be protected. 
Damn. Yeah, yeah. And so those little nuances in the, in, the, in, in the scenario, I almost say I like them, but it gives you, it let people see what's happening, that that's undeniable. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I just, um, yeah, I just, it just was harsh. I didn't like the fact that the way the trans guy um, put it out there and didn't give her the benefit of the doubt and you in our community, you're doing what cishet black men do. And I think mm-hmm. it's trash, regardless mm-hmm. if it's your opinion, your opinion should be based on some facts, some factual information. And you should, and if you don't have all the facts, you should say, I don't really have all the facts to know what's yeah. happening. So this is horrible. That's what smart people do. Yeah. That's what smart people do. This is this is a horrible situation. She sh- I ho- she shouldn't be getting attacked. This is just so crazy. Da 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 da. But you didn't do that. You decided to re- literally do a video on a narrative that wasn't true. I thought that was shady. And the idea of sharing, um, and the idea yeah. that it's in the midst of a protest, uh, it just is so annoying. You know what though, Diamond? I do feel like there's some type of tension going on. I wanted to talk about this last week, but there was like an issue that I've seen, that, you know, that double-edged sword of being visible for trans men. And we've been, I know I've been super, super visible, you know, do my OnlyFans stuff and that's been sparking conversations because some of my videos have gone viral within the LGBT community. So people have been talking about trans men more lately and, you know, gay men have been talking bad about us. Gay cis men have been talking bad about us. Other trans men have been talking bad about us. You hey, said you want um, to check it out. Um, I don't have an issue with it. I'm just saying, I already, I'm aware of what double-edged sword will come. But some people that's on the outside that don't know what's happening are like, what the fuck? Why are people coming for trans men lately? Like, what the fuck? And, you know, I've even seen trans women um, say problematic stuff. And I do feel like some trans men are feeling that that tension. And, you know, it's kind of spreading amongst us to where, you know, to the point where they get people accounts deleted and people, um, you know. As they should. <laughs> some people get accounts have got Because, you know, I follow a lot of trans men. So... You know, like, a lot of guys just feel like, damn, like, nobody care about us. Like, damn, fuck all y'all. So, like, I do feel like some, some trans, I'm not saying this was this guy's situation, but I, I do feel like some guys do say, like, go hard on trans women, you know, with negativity and on gay men, gay men and other trans men because because of that tension in the air right now that I feel because I am a, a trans man. So So being anti trans. Um I, I, however you define that That's shit, what it gives to me. But yeah. Yeah, I I've been feeling <laughs> that. I feel I, I I just feel there's a tension there. But it's been a tension for a yeah. while though. Yeah. And, but I don't think it's avoidable. I, I, and I, but I, I'm not condoning it. I, I, as a black trans woman, I get my trans sisters together that are that have that type of division. I will wear them out, just like I wear a trans man out for coming for a trans a trans woman. I, I, and, and when I say wear them out, I mean speak some knowledge to them because a lot of them be a lot of that shit that them bitches be saying and then niggas be saying. It be real ignorant, and it be coming from a stupid ass, dumb ass, 
first grade level play. Yeah, it means it I can't be say child. that I do. I can't say that I do. I, it be I, go ahead. It be childish because it be petty stuff. Like it just be like, why are you dry hating? Okay, so let me give y'all some examples so y'all can get. So I'm start off with what a trans guy said. So it was it's a black trans man. He says something like, um, y'all trans men, he does sex work too, I think. I think. But he was like, y'all trans men call y'all um, something. He, he said, y'all trans men got vaginas because I got a dick or whatever. And, um, you know, just just childish stuff like that. He was trying to and read that, the girls. That went viral. And then another trans woman actually commented on my stuff because I had something like... Uh, I'm a Houston nigga, so I love purple. And, you know, it was just me. It wasn't nothing sexual or nothing like that. Um, and she was just commenting on my stuff, you not a nigga. And that's one thing. And then she went on to tweet, trans men will never be normal like trans women. No one thinks of, of men with pussies or something like that. Then there was another, it was a cis woman that said, which was an interesting conversation, though. But I think it was her tone that was annoying, but it was something like, um, I have an issue, she's a lesbian cis woman. She was like, I have an issue with trans men wanting to be in lesbian spaces, but that's a conversation for another time. And then what I didn't like about the trans men is some of them was being very misogynistic and annoying and you know, and I get their critiques, but I feel like there's a way you can have certain conversations um, with certain people. But then when I realized that they was really going in, because she tweeted something else, like what makes, she said something like, what makes trans men want to fuck with men afterwards? So it's kind of like, what are you, you know, it's like, what are you trying to say? Like, what exactly are, like, are you one of them people that's seen visibility and decided to critique too? So I'm like, okay, maybe that's what's going on and why they... No, you, what you are seeing is the clash between misogyny and transphobia. What you yeah. see that's a And sometimes those clashes are unavoidable. When we when we talk about butch queens yeah. and trans women, you know, you're going to get homophobia, internalized homophobia, and uh, internalized transphobia. That's yeah. gonna, and misogyny. And misogyny. Yeah. You're going to see things clash. And sometimes it's unavoidable and it's sticky and ugly and yeah. feels gross. And <laughs> and it, and for me, I sometimes, I spare trans men. In coverage, sometimes I want, I, sometimes I want to <laughs> Don't nobody. Sometimes I want to read because I don't know. Oh, no, sometimes, I sometimes I I hold back with them because I know that there's a lack of visibility there. I know. Let me. I this I say some names because they know I like them, so they my friends and I like them. But trans men that get on my motherfucking nerve that I be wanting to read. For some of the shit they say and so but i don't say anything to them sometimes i do when it's just too much especially xavier he, he gives too much sometimes but those three people um i don't say anything because i feel like sometimes they're just venting um and it's they're just venting and sometimes it's 
part of what they're saying is legit, and then part of it is like, child, you overgeneralizing, and okay. you're not, you not, sometimes it'd be like, oh, that's a good point. That's some legit points, and I'll like and be like, yeah, you burned it out, yeah. But then sometimes it's like, eh. That's a little late. <laughs> yeah, that's a little late and tired and internalized transphobia to me. That's misogyny. You're being a man, and you're being like, <laughs> you're being a mis- <laughs> you're showing some um you know mm-hmm. some misogyny sweetie so sorry yeah. and so yeah, I don't like that I don't like that there's yeah. a way you can you can critique people or, or correct them or have conversation because some people generally don't know what the fuck they're saying like some people generally don't know they sound stupid some <laughs> like some people you can oh, tell yes. the tone you can tell the tone. But, and then when you call them out, they get to arguing back and forth, and by the end of the conversation, you done broke it down, and they listen, and you sound stupid. Yeah, that's when. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it, it happens. Mm, some of the people that I name it happens all the time, and I'm like, you just sound stupid. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> you just sound dumb. And I'm not trying to go back and forth with you. I'm just trying because you know it's not gonna go nowhere. You posted yeah. it publicly, so right. you have your comments on. So, girl, I'm gonna say something. You, you sound stupid. <laughs> you so sound you, stupid. You, you, you opened up the door, bitch. Let me in. Exactly, but I, I do feel I, I don't feel I don't feel frustrated by that tension. I feel like maybe a couple years ago, I feel like because I know myself so much, like I know myself, and I I've gotten to know actually know trans men. I've gotten to actually know trans women, like mm-hmm. this big rainbow of people. Like I'm actually open to it, and I feel like that's what makes a difference. If you open to it, you're gonna learn about it instead of sounding. Dumb. a certain way and then try to act like the victim when people come for you when you had this certain tone and you could have researched right bitch stand in your shit so you can't nah. get mad at no me. don't stand in your stupidity <laughs> be uncomfortable <laughs> girl don't stand in your stupidity be uncomfortable and get your fuck up out of there it was crazy <laughs> that it was weird to me is it was one trans woman she's a sex worker she said uh, what she said she said all the trans men on twitter like men it makes me sick or something it's like disgusting. that yeah it make me sick and it's crazy because you was just all over my stuff trying to, try to, to get you a piece but you know what that's about it, it's because you need to step your pussy up you feel you feel a certain type of ways because the girl the trans men are getting clout and you can't get the clout but the tea is that the train will give you a clout if you're that girl and no 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 but no wait a minute I'm up they oh. want you and you like niggas and they don't feel like they a nigga but the thing is i don't like I feel like she wasn't talking about me. No, I'm talking about in general. Okay, yeah, I feel like she, because a lot of the trans men that do sex work do, you know, do like men, and I don't feel like it's an issue with that. Or they just cater, they might not like men, they just cater to men because they know the motherfuckers is tricks. And they know they can get their motherfucking I'm Because I know I have majority of gay men that are my fans, but that's because I'm a man and I'm attractive. I, I have women that are my fans too, but of course it's not going to be as much because 
gay men are just gay men fetishize trans men more than any other especially if they see you as a man so you know and but she said but she said the reason why she said that is because she'll see in their likes that is nothing but gay men's dicks and stuff and blah 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 but when i went on her page she only follow gay men so i was like oh you just feel some type of way because the and guys are not giving you no play right and they usually don't it's like a select few like i my best friend say he'll fuck with a trans woman but she need to have a sex change and but there's but i haven't seen a, a, a video on the other side of twitter of a, a, a threesome and one trans woman to one one nigga was on one titty the other nigga was on the other titty and the, uh, one nigga was in the middle wearing her uh, her piece out so yes. i was so they i i they do give it service to the girls but but trans i mean i'm sorry gay men i feel like if if they gonna swing to the, the feminine of uh, uh to the girls it you ha- they are going to be particular because they're particular when they they link up with cis women they have like a a very strong critique of femininity yeah but i know she wasn't talking about me i just feel like she was she she wasn't talking about me directly but something about all the different trans men and then maybe she wasn't getting a play it pissed her off so she felt like let me generalize so I can make them all feel some type of yeah. and then that's what happened they ended up all these trans men started coming after her and her account was deleted bye 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 as it should be I was like hey you well, stupid shit start over get. again that's what you get mm. but yeah that's just that's just what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I just think sometimes it's just jealous. I just think sometimes they're jealous or they want you and they can't have you. And that's just being a hater. I don't... I finally have my own Twitter for the other side of Twitter. I finally have my, oh. own, my own profile for the other yeah. side of Twitter. So I've been exploring and seeing what the kids are giving of it on that side of Twitter, you know. Because <laughs> I got tired of people... Um, Seeing my my likes <laughs> on my reg on my regular account, so you know I made a whole new name, and so you know. Shit, get your money away. Are you trying to get money from me? Oh no no no! It's for it's just, it's my personal a, fund, so it's okay. not on my my you know activist side. I don't it's want my okay. yeah. I just want to separate. Okay. Yeah, but I just it's just interesting seeing that that like seeing that double-edged sword that y'all been dealing with for so long finally yeah. and now the violence is probably going to increase as our visibility increases and that's part of the reason why i felt some type of way as far as the protests and you know just just these different violent situations we go in as trans people and we get it from our own LGBT folks, you know what I mean and it yeah. make you be like damn who really there for me like people really don't even want to get to know me they just assuming and are harming me, you know? So, (sighs) so I think that's a perfect segue to end the show because do not feel guilty about who you fight for or with who allies you align with. It's okay for you to be discriminating. (laughs) If if a community is not stepping up to your standards of how you want to be protected, it's okay to sit back. It's okay mm-hmm. to, um, 
you know, not march. It's okay to not do that. It's okay to be, you know, who you are and um, protect yourself. Don't feel guilty. That is what it is. So, but it, but if that's how you feel, don't shade the girls who do. Yeah, true. Yeah, I just I still critique it. I still am very, um, you know, interactive with what's going on. You know, I'm still supportive of the protests. I'm still like, hey, yeah, get out there. Yeah, support. You know, I'm still like, you know, gassing that on. But I just I just want the same respect. If I choose that, I don't want to protest. Give me my respect. Like, I give you your respect for you being okay with protesting. That's just how I feel. I feel like we, I feel like more people should have that certain mindset because some people don't want to risk their health. Some people don't, you know, that's just how they feel. Some people are disabled and don't want to go out. I feel like the, the protesting, shaming, you know. It's trash because there's so many ways to give back. You don't have to be there. You can donate. You can, you yeah. can. I seen some bitches uh, uh, in a truck giving out water to people who was at the protest. So, yeah, there's other way. Yeah. All right. So, check us out on um, Instagram. Check us out on All Our Things. And we will see y'all next week. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's going to